Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. I hope the Lord will just truly continue to minister that grace to our hearts that only He can. I've been in many services to where God helped me, quickened me, perhaps met a need or answered a prayer or just gave me grace, gave me hope to continue on. And that's what I needed to kind of take another step to go another mile for the Lord. There are times when I was convinced I was drowning and it's like the Lord gave me another rung of the ladder to hold to. And I thought, well, Lord, help me to trust you and hold to your promise. It is truly in those moments that I found the very God of the promise of his word holding to me. Of all people today, I'm amazed that I'm standing here. You say, what do you mean? Had not God helped me along the way through so many different things, there's no way I'd be here today. Because the Apostle Paul said, having therefore obtained help from God, I continue this day. The only way that I have been able to continue is God helped me. I don't always do it this way, but I feel like the Lord has me to go to Philippians chapter 1 this morning. We'll just hold this other message. I've got it ready and I'm ready to preach it. So just some of you pray that I don't preach two messages, all right? I've already preached one, but I've got it. I'm ready to go and I want to preach it, but I just feel like God wants us to look at Philippians. There comes a time when God moves. God says, I'm here. Trust me. Follow me. Philippians chapter 1, the theme of this book is Christ, the Christian life, the Christian experience. The name of Christ is given 37 times in these four chapters. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, talks about how he valued and appreciated them and their fellowship in the gospel in verse number 5. And how God put them in his work and his service together. It was, it was God who did that. It was God who saved them. It was God who coalesced their hearts around his and each other's in this local church here in Philippi. It was a miracle of what God did in establishing this local church. God was at work. Jesus Christ was their head, and they had entered into a common bond of the gospel. It gave them a cause, a purpose, a mission in life, something to rally around, something that was greater than them, something that was far more important than them, something that would outlive them. And here they were, fellowshipping around the gospel, in the gospel, with the gospel, through the gospel. It was all about Jesus Christ, how he died for us, and though he was buried, he rose again victorious on the third day, and he's alive forevermore. And so that's what brought them together. And he was confident in the Lord and in what God had done, according to verse 6 of Philippians chapter 1. He had put God, as it were, to the test. He had done his homework. He approved things that were excellent according to verse number 10. That's the word test, approved there. 
And so he was confident that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. That means to fulfill completely until the day of Jesus Christ. He said, I'm confident, I'm convinced, I'm persuaded by the facts. I know that God is true and he'll do what he said he would do. I know that I can take God at his word and count on him to be faithful to his promise. And so he talks about their fellowship in the gospel. And I think about as this chapter unfolds, he begins to speak here into chapter number 12. Brethren, I would have you understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me, underline this, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. The things which happened unto me. What happened to Paul doesn't necessarily happen to you and me in the exact same fashion. And that's the way it is for all of life. There's no one else walking in your shoes and you're not walking in anyone else's shoes. God is at work in your life and this is just the way it happened for me is what he's saying. This is just the way it unfolded for me. The hand of sovereignty, the hand of providence chose this and appointed this for me. What can I say? I mean, I've grappled with it. I've wondered about it. I've tried to figure it out. But this is just what God's allowed for me. This is what God has chosen, even appointed. Now, there are things in the Christian life that we would not choose for ourselves even, but God chose them for us so that he might prove himself to us and then through us to others. And Paul understood that. That's why he was able to take heart. That's why he was able to embrace whatever God allowed to happen in his life providentially, circumstantially, you see? And so I was thinking of Charles Spurgeon this week, and he said he'd been through so many seasons of the life and ministry of serving the Lord and pastoring Metropolitan Tabernacle there in London years ago. He said the time came in the life and ministry uh, of his before the Lord that when the clouds of, of trial and trouble would roll into his life, he used to fear them and dread them and, and, and get so uptight and worrisome about them. He said, but looking back, I, I began to learn the ways of God and his wisdom in my life. And I've learned when the clouds of trial roll in, if I will humble myself before God and trust him that he does all things well and he knows exactly where I'm at and what's going on, if I will humble myself to seek him and to trust him, at some point those clouds will break forth with blessing. He said, so I learned to actually welcome those clouds. They became a venison to me. They became a John the Baptist, a forerunner of God's blessing upon my life. So I knew that as God was moving my life forward, he would allow the clouds of trial to roll in because he was about to bless me. But trouble would happen, different things would unfold, sorrows would abound. But yet in those moments as I humbled myself and let that drive me to God, then you know what? In his time those clouds broke forth with untold blessing. See, we want the blessing. We want the sunshine, but we don't want the rain. We don't want the storm. But we must understand that's how God works. Before he fills us, he empties us. Before he replenishes us, he diminishes us. Before he loosens us, he binds us according to Psalm 107, God is at work. You have to understand the ways of God that you learn from the Bible. Do you see? His ways are not our ways. 
His ways are higher than our ways, but you can begin to learn them through His Word and what He's done in the lives of others, but then you can see what God has done in your life over a period of time. And it's like, I can welcome these circumstances. It used to be when I would look at something and say, well, why is that? I mean, what's going on there? I mean, boy, that's the last thing I need. I'm trying to get something done for God. I'm trying to see people saved. I'm trying to follow the Lord. And why would this happen? See, I learn now to submit, to humble myself, and to even embrace it and say, this is from the hand of God. This is what God is going to use to not only deepen my faith and develop my faith. See, I've learned to deal with it in faith and not leave God out of the equation, but I'm going to let God deal with me thoroughly. I'm going to let him teach me about himself. And I'm going to embrace not only what God has allowed, but I am going to be faithful God helping me. And I'm going to see the salvation, the deliverance of the Lord, what he intended to do in my life. He's in control. Do we believe that? We say we do, right? Is he at work in your life? Well, surely he is. Does he allow bad things to happen, things that we don't anticipate, things that catch us off guard, things that we would have never chosen? Does God ever allow that? Well, sure he does. But he's still God, right? And Paul said, this is just the way God allowed it to unfold for me. This is the way it happened in my life. But he's still God. And this is what he appointed for me. I, I think about Peter. Jesus said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. And in essence, he said, and I'm going to let it happen. Just know that I'm praying for you. And after you come back to me, when you're converted, I want you to use the lessons that you've learned during that time to strengthen the brethren. That's how we get First and Second Peter in the Bible. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to let him touch you. I'm going to let it happen. They said, Lord, you know, if you don't come and heal Lazarus, he's going to die. And the Bible says he tarried for four days. In essence, he said, I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to let him die. Because I want to show to you that I'm not just the God who is able to heal from sickness. I'm the very God who can raise the dead. Isn't that amazing? That had been a miracle for him to heal him. And he never died. But what a miracle to let him die. And then to show up and say, all right, where is he buried? And then to go out there with everyone distraught and sorrowing and then thinking, you know, wow, had this man been here had he not come when we called for him you know could not he have kept him from dying all the things they thought he should have done otherwise he's just going to stand there and say Lazarus come forth and the grave couldn't hold him the grave had to let him go because Jesus has power and authority over the grave I'll tell you we're serving a great God today Greater than our sin. Greater than our sorrows. Greater than that which actually would cut our heart out, as it were. That which would even take our very life. There's a God in heaven who's in control. 
And we can humble ourselves even when the storms are raging and when the ship is tossed and it looks as though we are finished. And and what did Paul do when the storm was bearing down upon them? In Acts 27, he got along with God. God is the only one who can settle some of the things we're facing today. Time with God in His Word. God ministered to us by His Spirit through the promise and the truth of His Word to give us calmness and confidence in in the Lord in saying, I believe God. I'm going to do what is right before God and I'm going to trust God with the outcome. And God preserved Paul and all those who were with the ship. Isn't that amazing? I don't know about you, but sometimes God just says, all right, this is what I'm going to allow. He said, this is just the way it happened in my life. Lord, don't you know what's going on here? If you don't help me, and the Lord says, well, I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to let it happen because I want to teach you and prove to you that I am God. And I not only want you to know that generically, generally speaking, but I want you to know that up close, in person, and intimately, I am your God. I'm with you. And there's nothing you face that I don't face with you. And what is too hard for you is not too hard for me. What is truly impossible for you is possible with me. What a great God. I marvel, don't you? What? A Savior. Oh, may the Lord help us to trust him. He said it all happened for the furtherance, for the advancement of the gospel. God put me even in prison here, he said, because he wanted me to witness to those who are in jail. I don't know where God's going to put you and where the providence of God is going to allow you to go. I remember Miss Jean Little. How many of you remember Miss Jean? Such a fervent witness for God. She had cancer. She went in the hospital. She said, Pastor, I'm going to deal with this in faith. Every treatment she went there, she would take tracts, I mean handfuls of tracts from the church and give them out to all the other fellow patients there. She witnessed to many doctors and nurses all the way through. She said, God put me in the Baptist hospital here to share the gospel with these in my path. It's all for the furtherance of the gospel, all for the advancement of the name of Jesus Christ. You see that there. It's just the fellowship of the gospel, the furtherance of the gospel, and then the faith of the gospel in verse 27. He says here in verse 27, only let your conversation, your way of living, be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. It's fitting. It's appropriate. Serving the God who gave himself for you. Give yourself for him. Be empty of self, filled with the Holy Spirit, controlled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, be a giver. Be someone who is willing to even lay it all down, lay it all on the line for the glory of God and the good of others. That's who Christ is. That's his gospel. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Stand your ground in battle. Contend alongside with a united effort. Work together to advance the gospel itself. Now that's who we are and that's why we're here. Aren't you glad someone gave you the gospel? I'm glad someone gave me the gospel. Now God wants you and me to go and do likewise this week. Go give the gospel to someone else. Go share the gospel. I was out visiting yesterday 
and stopped by a store. And this young man was so friendly. He said, have you had a good day so far? I said, yes, I have. How about you? He said, yeah, I've had a good day. And uh, he said, you got any other plans for the weekend? I said, well, yes, I do. And uh, he looked at me like, okay. I said, well, actually, I'm going to preach in the morning because I pastor a church. He said, whoa. <laughs> I said, yeah, I've got big plans. I got a big weekend ahead. And, uh, and I got to talk to him a little bit more about the Lord. I pulled out one of those little cards in my wallet that has a gospel witness on it. And I left that with him. I said, you know, you're always welcome at Shining Light. I hope you'll come. God has a plan for your life. He said, I'm out of school. And he said, I feel like this may be the field that I, I pursue even more. He said, I love working here and working with people. I said, I was the same way. I was the same way. You never know what God has for your life. I'll tell you what, the gospel changed my life. It was Jesus Christ. It was the good news of the gospel that wrought such a change within me that gave me hope and gave me direction and gave me purpose. And that's what God will do for each of us today. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.